Greetings everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Codex or Codec. Now, you might have noticed already that there's a bit of a difference in microphone quality, and this is because I'm recording from my phone. Um, because I'm back at school now, and what school does is, well, prevent me from having access to much of technology. P.S. it's a boarding school. And hence I'll be recording from different devices for the next two weeks. However, I will be back on the 26th, so the episode then will actually have an introduction from my proper microphone. Now, actually on to the podcast. This week, me and Anton Eugene, that's through again, the power trio, um, we are talking about exams. Because this was recorded the weekend before, that is the school bell, the weekend before we went back to school. And now, you, schools in the UK opened on March the 8th, and a, a week before that, perhaps, Anton Eugene, they do the IB, they just realised, or they got a message, an email that their exams would be cancelled. And this is much later than when the A-level students got theirs, which would be um, very early on in January. So they had two months later before they were told. And this was our discussion. We do progress a lot further than just talking about exams. So enjoy. IB exams, they, they've been cancelled. Um, I, I think that is a relief, a, le- a relief for you guys. Um, so, yeah, what would... What, what are your thoughts? I don't think I'll make it to university. That's cool. Wait, what? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that, 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 that's the words of maybe some other people who might be a bit upset. Um, it's mixed. I like some people might have been banking on exams happening uh, to get their grades. Mm. Um. Yeah. Mm. That sucks. Yeah, mm. I think there's very mixed responses. Uh, like for some people in our cohort they're thinking that they were as you've been saying like going to improve by exams and using that kind of time in between they could get a good grade by may or something but uh i mean others i feel like maybe uh are a bit relieved or you know it's been quite a stressful two years coronavirus wise i mean Mm. uh so there's that as well but i you know i don't We've been very fortunate going to private schools. Yeah. Um, and probably the best of them as well. Uh, so the situation hasn't been as bad, you know. Yeah. I think I was... We, we've, had, we've had that platform of online schooling. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, we've for you as well, too. we've had that opportunity to, to yeah. basically have evidence, right? Um, yeah. And, and actually keep going through this time. And that that's that's one of the things you sort of have to consider. Like, the rest of your cohort isn't going to be you know, have the same resources as you, isn't gonna, you know, that not everyone would have been online all this I th- time. I, th- I think we've had, we've had an overload of resources. You mm, know? Yeah. Uh, not only did they buy us one textbook, uh, one online textbook, uh, they provided us with their own, you know, resources. Yeah. Just thinking of study <laughs> and think IB. IB. Yeah. <laughs> uh, along with promotional sponsor for study and think <laughs> IB. If you need IB. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that wasn't that wasn't a product placement. But, um, no, yeah. Uh, on yeah, on the very okay. small chance that Miss Mitchell if, if is wanna, listening to this, well, <laughs> I'm not. I, I wish I wish I was being paid. But if you don't, if you want to do well, please do take the most of make the most of your resources. Mm. Uh, that's such an obvious thing, but um, uh, I guess I guess you could say the one thing that does suck um is we're not really getting our money's worth, you know. Yeah, no, I, I see. I, yeah. I, like, so, 
I don't know, they um, they haven't done it for the A-levels, so maybe the experience is different for UQ, but they cancelled some content in the IB. Um, and that just meant they're not teaching it to us, right? Yeah. Because it's not necessary for the exams. And obviously the school wants to teach for the exams. Um, but given how the year's gone, we really haven't done any exams. And it's just felt more like I'm learning lots of stuff all the time. And it, was, it, was, it would have been nice to continue that, you know, coming into the next year. It just went straight off the bat. Let's, let's revise. Um, and it's just... It's not been fun, obviously. Uh, although, it, you know, it might be helpful for the exams itself. Well, they're not happening anymore. Mm. Um, I yeah, I, I feel like there's two kind of distinct groups when it comes to that. And it's the same kind of idea as when people have a general feeling about cancelled IB exams, uh, like for our cohort at least. And that's, like, on on one hand, and I, I agree with Eugene on this, uh, the idea of like you know the fact that we've had content cancelled and so you're not learning those extra bits and so it is nice to you know be able or it would be nice to be able to learn those things compared to just keep on doing these revision papers over and over and over again but then on the other hand i I can also see why schools would do that obviously because they're trying to maximize the potential that people have for grades as well and so for maybe other people in the cohort who aren't feeling as strong on certain papers maybe yeah, that that's, revision that's, time that's is good so mm. yeah well let, let's just quickly set out a thing so like the thing with a levels or as at least what our school is doing is that like if you're happy with your predicted grade or like what your predicted grade was at the end of last half term then you wouldn't really have to sit any more exams you wouldn't have yeah, to sit I, I think smaller exams I, so I wondering... sorry, I to yeah is, is that the same thing for ib over over there no no it's not i was i was i was about to say that's i thought that's the thing the government or one of yeah the, yeah of koala something mentioned uh this our school's not doing it for the levels and a lot of them were complaining about it oh right wow um it's, it's interesting yeah sorry yeah so I, is, has the ib got anything similar or <laughs> no. Well, so okay. the, the thing is, I think we we haven't had enough assessments done. Uh, they don't have they don't have a legitimate assessment. Yeah. What, what's if quite funny is done... this this will be the first full the first assessment. <laughs> the full oh, in two years. Really? This will be the act the yeah. first like proper formal assessments that we've had. We we've had we've had online. But um, yeah, there's but al- nothing, there's always yeah. like integrity yeah. issues with exactly. that kind. Of, yeah. Rich, yeah. Yeah. This is the only proper evidence they will have. So, Mysterious people holding the cameras up incredibly high when you're staring at the computer screen. Yes, or like, typing, yeah, but... cameras, cameras um. pointed towards the ceiling, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like, yeah, there's always that debate of, you know, people who wouldn't do that well in topic tests and sort of end of year exams, but when it actually gets to the final exam, they'll like jump up one or two grades. But then you also have the opposite, right? You have people who aren't that great in the, the actual exam, but will do brilliantly in homeworks and topic tests and whatever so yeah there is that sort of disparity isn't there um yeah yeah but uh, what about like what is the i because yeah the a level there hasn't been any large chunks of content cut at least for not the subjects um i was doing but um mm. like the current plan for us is by the time we get into summer when we'd usually be i mean even more so for the ib because you guys usually study yeah. leave much earlier um is that we'd be doing like sort of a university type thing where each teacher will basically take a sub like a topic and then just go for it and Mm. like it will be agreed on in the class basically and if like you have a significant reason like i don't know further stats and you're planning to read law for example 
then there's reasonable well there's a reasonable reason for you not to turn up and um, <laughs> yeah is, i don't know have you guys got anything like that are they so they're in, from what i'm from what i'm getting they're making them compulsory really? um well in a way kind of but not really if that makes any sense like you're not you're not binded to the school and you never are anyways but yeah feel like they are. yeah exactly like you're not um, taking an exam in it right so yeah there's it's not really compulsory but like you sort of you should go to them as in it makes sense for you to go to them but yeah, how much you exactly how much you pay attention is a different question and there's right, currently that's, yeah. that's what i'm a bit worried about um Obviously, it would be nice to make it optional so the people that actually go there want to learn. Yeah. Um, rather than having a bunch of you know kids who just want to mess around and you know you know if it's you know for example it's a team school they just join a team school and make weird sounds and then leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but cool, you're cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think for for us at least, um, they're planning to mix IB and A level for, uh, like the entirety of April and maybe a bit of May as well. I think, and I we're think gonna it's beyond into May. Yeah, so yeah, a bit of May as well. They don't and, then, until May. Yeah. and then um yeah, we'll do like uh some university preparation sort of course stuff as well. Mm. But um one like I I one concern I have about that is the fact that uh, yeah, as Eugene's saying, like pe- I hope people realize the fact that this is actually a really good opportunity to be able to do something, to be able to learn because uh, I mean, at least the the current mood when that was announced for some other people in our cohort, it was uh, a lot of yeah. people thinking, oh, I don't want to turn up to this. I'm not forced to. The school doesn't hold anything against me. I'm not going to need it for exams. And so they seem very reluctant. But I mean, what are you realistically going to be doing for one month at home mm. after having spent three months at home? <laughs> so it seems very... Like it seems a great opportunity, but I hope people realize that. Yeah, I think there's yeah there's the question of there's always a split. No matter what school you're at, no matter what country you're in, people you'll always have a split of people who are you know actually bothered to do things and actually want to do things, and yeah. a bunch of people who don't and couldn't care less. And there's mm. currently the, the prefects at our school are sort of petitioning to find a way like within the school community like within the upper sixth like how do you get everyone to stay at school especially the people who are online still in in asia like they don't have to turn up they could just disappear they can't be punished (laughs) for it because they're not coming back to school and they like people could just leave they could go on the holiday in the bahamas or something and uh, no one um... no one could control them so what you know what do you do there's no exams hold them back results day isn't really that big of a deal so i think i think one thing the school can do is choose not to give you your qualification but that's also extremely harsh which, I is, don't which think... is really yeah no, which is harsh I, that's the school's decision I, you might have signed a contract without knowing it you know by joining well that's school. yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah that's true also, what percentage of um kids in your school are uh i shouldn't say kids um, <laughs> students are, um uh, from abroad uh a recent so our, our school magazine does a poll actually um oh, and they wow, did a poll of so cool. how many of you will not be back and it was about a quarter mm-hmm. so um oh, yeah right, so we'll only have i don't know how many students we have usually um about 800 we only have about 600 of them which is yeah it's not well it's not a small proportion you know 25 percent is quite a few people but it's is also that, not a majority that so. uh, that's throughout all the years well. Though there's a there's a larger concentration of um, usually Asian, as in like 
international Asians in upper and lower sixth. Um, right. So yeah, our years usually you'd add them together and you get about three hundred people. So coming back, you'd probably only get about what two hundred twenty <laughs> or something maths. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see though. I mean, we've got. I mean, so this this moves brilliantly on to what else I was going to bring up. Like, we've got school on Monday. Um, so, what 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 are your thoughts? Do you think the government should be Thank opening up school now? Is God, that... yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, I, I'm I kind of tuned out to all of the coronavirus statistics, number of deaths and new cases each day. Because I mean, I, I, after yeah, a while, it just gets so repetitive. Yeah. But now I'm, uh, I I like from a pure point of view of mental health i think it's a very it's a good idea because just getting back into some sort of routine of at least going to school meeting people as opposed to like you know waking up in my room literally yeah. taking two steps and then being on online yeah, school no, it's, it's really it's really not healthy yeah. um is it is it worth sacrificing the health of everybody else yeah, that's what i was i mean i, I mean and maybe at the start it was like in you know, january or february but i think right now it's you know it's died down a lot I think it is worth going back to school, um, sticking some routine in. And, you know, maybe the government hasn't handled it in the best way possible. There are maybe better ways they could have done it. I, I don't know. I'm, I, um, I can't talk because I, I barely, I barely scratch the surface of, you know, this stuff. Um, and there are, you know, you have tons of professionals working in the field. Uh, but uh, what was I talking about? Um, go back sorry, to school. Go back to. <laughs> go yeah, back to sorry, school. Sorry, back to school. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we need to go back to school. <clears throat> yeah, you see, now I, I do welcome going back to school. I think it's a positive bonus to mental health. To, you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of parents like they they just can't keep up with like, especially if you've got like two or three kids, and especially young kids who can't. Yeah, I know for sure. There's a lot of stress. Yeah, the exactly. router as well. Ooh. Yeah. Oh wow. The, the internet. <laughs> yeah. Like four um, people streaming. <laughs> teams. Or something. Like flaming everyone's routers. streaming their own set of nine yeah. videos on their yeah, team exactly. screen. Exactly. God. Um But I, I do have like, I mean, yeah, sure. I will happily grab this opportunity with both hands to go back to school. Um, but mm-hmm. Sage, you know, the uh, not the Valorant character, the, um, <laughs> was, the government, the, the, the government go body, um, like the, the the advisory body on this stuff, um, mm. did right. say that there would be some issues with this. Like, you know, that there is a risk oh, of, course, of another of peak, and it, it comes to that question which we've been asking ourselves for the past, actually, almost perfectly <laughs> a year. You know, how do yeah. you balance? Keep on going on. Yeah, yeah. How do you balance mental health with physical health? And like, especially now, like, you know, last year it was fine because we were only in online school for four months and that was it. And we were heading into summer as well. And we were heading and into it was summer. Really, really nice weather. Exactly. Here. You could we, we just we just we, we we came off end of March, right? Uh yes. That, I remember that Easter Around, yeah. being pretty much you know sunshine and daisy almost every yeah. It was every day. yeah, it was a combination really nice. of good really factors, honestly, like the good weather and then the fact that uh yeah, it was close to summer. But also the fact that it's, it was the first lockdown, right? The fact that, you know, now, it, it, like today, this is, well, for the UK at least, lockdown number three. Yay. And so it takes a mental toll on you to a much more significant extent, I think. The fact that you're going through the same process, or at least for me, going through the same process that I thought would be over by, you know, like September yeah. last year or something. Yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the issue. We, 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 
we had there was a goal in, you know it's kind of a goal in mind um yeah uh this time we're like oh it's the third you know second or third time i'm i, I don't know what what the class is yeah um oh that's gonna happen again surely maybe you know even though that's not the case that we might think on the surface maybe deeper down we might think uh oh, expect more of this in the future it's gonna suck yeah <laughs> yeah it was yeah there was like i don't want to say there was an end in sight in the first lockdown but because summer was that close we were yeah yeah, yeah you know it was like true, summer definitely. you know things will be fine because we were seeing seeing the numbers decrease again peaked at about april decreased uh, in about june and we thought yeah this will be fine and then we got into it again in november and then what we realized then was i mean i could imagine that people going into the second lockdown uh, not school children of course because most school children were at school um but you know the, the working population would think okay we're going to a second one this will end fairly soon and it ended yeah. towards december and then a month later we were back in another lockdown so it's this sort of repetitive you know we're back in it again we're out and then we're back in it again which yeah. doesn't you know if do you, you do you think we can expect it again this winter now i don't want to jinx anything but i feel like yeah you know like see how it's made the rounds around the world you know it started off mm-hmm. well as far as we can tell, it started off in Asia, then started spreading outwards towards the West. And then Asia got it under control. And now it's coming back to Asia. Like, you know, the, the stories of people bringing the virus back, back to, to to countries which had eliminated it. Australia was doing really surely, well. Surely it's just a, yeah, it's a seasonal thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, though you'd hope that, you know, with Pfizer, Moderna, um, AstraZeneca, uh, even Johnson Johnson now are, are getting their vaccines in, hopefully... Uh, we can quell it to somewhat like the flu. You know, the flu's yeah. not great, but it, if we can get it somewhere like that, it'll, it it should be fine, right? Because yeah, the like flu's an interesting basically to a point where it's not pandemic inducing. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and even if it is, you know, even if a lot of people get it, your mortality rate will be you know, negligible. Um, so yeah. But, you know what's really scary though is. Um coronaviruses you know it's fairly deadly but it's not as deadly as it could have been um, yeah what do you mean we're i mean we're not a risk at least we're probably most likely not a risk right yeah um it discriminates against age i guess you kind of say. yeah and maybe some underlying conditions it's not ruthless and just you know not not on a chance basis but you know someone who can like who looks perfectly healthy could die it's not entirely it's not the most likely case right yeah yeah. Um, if you had one of, I don't know, who knows? What if malaria, something like malaria, got on the loose? Oof. Um, anti-malarials exist. Anti-malarials exist, but obviously there's no such vaccine as such. Um, mm. And it's more just something for the future. Climate change is a thing. Obviously, you get speculation along with it. No one knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Increases, you know, increased frequency of disease is like, you know, oh, coronavirus. Whether it is about the the climate trend or not who knows like but you know it's expected that more of these are going to come yeah um and probably worse yeah that is a danger isn't it because usually you talk about climate change and you think of um not the ozone layer that was cfc's um what do you think about um <laughs> yeah just like you know <laughs> melting ice cream melting actually that's a, just a quick sorry just a quick question yeah. do you class cfc's as a global um a greenhouse gas um, so isn't it kind of the wrong thing? Sure. I, I wouldn't say well, greenhouse no, gas. Like I'd say in. more ripping a hole in the greenhouse. Like that's what was happening. Um, 
yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, we all, you know, some some bearing of chemistry within us three fix, is just fix those GCSE mark schemes. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, never, never once did I have a the the true no. source of knowledge. Yeah, it was always CO two, methane, like sometimes even water was in there. Water vapor, yeah. Yeah, I know, but that, I mean, that's a that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, but water does the job. Yeah. So thinking about climate water change, does the job. We think of you know um, crop. Uh, sorry, ecosystem displacement. We think of uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, because I think that's the this, that's the easiest way to. Um, it's more more relatable. Sort of attract people. Yeah, like people understand that I, you I know think, things yeah, are dying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, ice caps if, are if melting. You show, if you show pictures, exactly. If you show pictures of a polar bear, you know, stranded on a desert. For exactly. Some <laughs> desert. <laughs> well, and you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna attract. Like a massive majority of the population, you go, oh my god, animals! Oh, I feel so sorry. Yeah. For you. I don't, I don't know what it is with us that we feel sympathy for other animals. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's a thing animals feel as well. Mm. Uh, but I, yeah. Yeah. I, Intrinsic yeah. Like, human I guess, I guess, nature to feel sympathy. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> or well, is it human nature? Or is it human nurture? That I mean, oh. that that is a, that is a different that is a different question. But I just want to um, I'll touch on one oh, one quick thing. Oh. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go yeah, back to you in a second. No, can I? Yeah, yeah, go on. Can I say yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, I was. <laughs> I read, I read, I read something. I don't know what it was. It was just a, a photographer's story. It took a series of photos of a tiger. Um, sorry, um, a lion. I don't remember which. A lion. There's a female lion. That was it. A female lion hunted an antelope. Um, killed it, but then realized the antelope was pregnant. Um, I, I guess you could say from the photos and how the person you know described it, it looked like the, the tiger, the the lion felt guilty. Hmm. Um, that they and they they pulled the unborn antelope out, and they shook it, you know, as, you know, as if they were trying to bring it back to life or something. And they just sat right next to it. They didn't eat. It lost its appetite. Um, and I think whether it's intrinsic or not, maybe maybe we have yeah, maybe we have some intrinsic nature where we realize we do need you know these animals to survive to be able to operate. Uh, obviously, we we maybe control some animals, we breed them and so yeah. on, but. Um, yeah, maybe it's, yeah. I think, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think there, there comes to a point where it's just like, how do you define what nature and nurture is? Is it, you know, just genetics? Is that nature or, you know, have just by evolution? Does that count as nature or does that count as like really long nurture periods? Um, yeah. Y- y- yeah, well, I um, mean, evolu- yeah, really long nurture kind of just, blends into nature yeah, at that point. Exactly. Um, it's, it's just a definitions game, though. Um, I mean, also, uh, like similarly related but uh paradelia have you guys heard of it uh, like the the nope. phenomenon where you see faces in objects that like oh they're, they're not oh, yes. they don't have faces yeah, that's but that's you like just... clouds for example clouds clouds. Uh, i guess or i mean uh like a common thing i think is like cars maybe for example like yeah, the fact cars. that the headlights are eyes oh, okay okay you kind of see the grill at the front as a mouth or something uh, but like it, it, it can happen with different objects as well. Mm-hmm. But I know the fact that you see some face or you try to relate to that object, you know, if you're if you're going to that extent of argument, the yeah. fact that you're trying to relate to an object in that way kind of maybe suggests intrinsic sympathy for humans. I don't know. Isn't can I take that? Yeah, no, go on, go on, Eugene. Can I take that a step further and go? Whew. Do we sometimes? In order to describe things, do we put ourselves into their experience as if they were human? Mm. Um, and a, good, a really good example, I, at least I think, you could probably say for an electron, right? The electron <laughs> moves around in circles. It orbits, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
as if it had the intention to orbit, um, and as if it is orbiting. You, if do you kind of get what I'm. I know what you mean. I, I think I, I get just... what you mean. I've never thought of an electron. No, no exactly. <laughs> electron yeah, no, no, that, that's, that's always the first thing that comes to my head when it. Yeah, no, because when you met, when you mentioned like... the lion, I was like, okay, I put myself in the lion's shoes. I, 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 yeah. I thought of that, uh -huh. Uh -huh. but uh -huh. like, I've never thought about. I think the reason <laughs> behind that, yeah, never an electron. It's like poorly student, whatever. Um, it's it's more about. I think it's just how you you cannot experience. We talked about this last time. You cannot experience something which isn't you. You will always be in like mm. in your perspective. You physically cannot. Uh -huh. You can try. And, you know, reading a really good book could make you imagine you're in someone else's shoes, um, or yeah. like in a good dream, for example. But you'll never actually be in that position. Um, boy, oh boy, am I sending some Plato yeah, theories like... of form and physicalism arguments <laughs> coming on. Ooh. Oh, oh Plato's before, before you go in any deeper on that, um, what was that term that you mentioned about seeing faces and things? Pa uh, paradelia, I think it is. Par yeah, like, um, you know, Uncanny Valley. It's like seeing something that's so <laughs> close to human that you get scared of it. Is that like is that something similar? Do we think like it's something which too closely yeah, replicates? Like yeah, I'm um, like dolls, example. like fear of dolls, for example. Um, oh, it's like right. dolls are so almost human yet they're not human, right, and then people. I, I but I think they're they were made. Yeah, they were made well, to be human. Yeah, I think um. You know, just like clowns are part of it as pop culture. Yeah, exactly. Or like just faceless got things. Annabelle are like, yeah. yeah, and it's 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 like relating yourself so. It's like this is almost a human, but does that mean that through this nature, instead of wanting to see good in things, something that close to us is bad? Does that make sense? Like we've managed to see evil or fear in something which looks so closely to us. Or does does that imply anything about us? Does that imply something about? Or is this just like some massive Mandela effect, and it's just <laughs> like a phenomenon where you know people, some people are just scared of dolls, other people put a name on it, and now everyone's just scared of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I could see that happening. I mean, that kind of happened, and it's still happening with like uh, Android robots, right? Mm. The fact that people, oh, like the development of technology initially, like everyone was kind of. Uh, really excited they were like well look at what they can do and you know there's it just extends the human capability and then you start looking at these more realistic lifelike android robots uh and you'll and then you know some people start thinking well i mean this robot is so lifelike it's so human i mean does it does it now take away my humanity because i'm sort of sharing like i'm sharing a part of myself with this inanimate mm. object or s supposedly inanimate object yeah um so yeah maybe you it's... Kind of me, yeah you kind of made me think of something there um i don't want to you know i don't want to drag this out or anything maybe it's just a small uh um uh with just a small sort of turnaround from the conversation but um what would you think how do you think humans would behave you know for let's say let's say maybe some point in the far future we're able to breed humans um without having you know without having to go through the normal process sorry uh, clone humans, you could oh say. right wait, wait. Wait, so basically in, in vitro but mm. kind of outside the womb so the hu it's almost like uh, like without having to without having to use humans you can create humans sort of thing. right right so the humans role of reproduction is useless do you think humans would change their behavior 
It's kind of, it's almost in the same way. Imagine if you cre- created a robot, right? That was so human. It was effectively human, but obviously we haven't, we've created it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I know, I get it. You know, yeah. we can mass produce it. I'd say, yeah. I mean, I think human behavior would definitely change. Like, y- humans, hmm. <clears throat> Our natural, our natural instincts, intentionally or yeah. Unintentionally. Through, mm, okay. Um, well, I I I don't I definitely agree with you. I definitely think it would change. I think the bigger question, or like the harder question, is how would that how change? it would change? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think humans lose their role. Um, so okay. Well, think about let's let's take this from a evolutionary standpoint. So mm-hmm. evolution is always like, as any animal would know, that reproduction is like at the top of the list of what you want to be doing Goals. naturally <laughs> you're you're like you know prime directive is to continue the bloodline carry on your offspring like m- produce offspring right top of the um, bucket list yeah e- exactly um and that's that's uh, do, you, do you think it's a natural thing for people to value their own child for that reason i i think well so. yeah it's that and sort it... of affection right i mean it's just human mm. so is that is, um, i'd say is that affection real of course it's yeah. real. is it a pre-programmed <laughs> right is it a, is uh, it yes is it learned or is it yeah um well i okay let's i can't quite get a bearing on that question because i uh-huh. you know it's, it's very hard to answer that as well you know, you've never been in that position, and it's like, okay, if you had a child, there's been multiple examples of people who do not have any love for their children, but also an overwhelming number of examples of when that is the case. So, is yeah. that just really poor education on these few, few I mean, people's part, or that's actually that's interesting. It's a natural nature. That yeah. that's also that's what, like the point you make about people loving their children. I feel like that's especially uh, interesting when you hear a lot of stories about. Uh, like mothers for example who will like have an unwanted child or maybe not unwanted they just they'll just have a child uh but like at, through the process of those nine months they begin to like form this bond with this child and the fact that it's over this period the fact that there's always yeah. a change and like maybe there is some human instinct there the fact that you like you have some intrinsic nature which which wants you to like continue your sort of bloodline and there we have it there is the first episode of me and Hanuji talking about exams leading on to talking about children and names and that whole stuff and intimacy and whether sort of a, a backwards hands made tale sort of thing now of course this has been split into two parts because I don't want you to sit here to listen to our voices for too long, and look forward to the next one. We will carry on talking about names and children and offspring, and we go a a bit more deeply into what that means epistemically, in terms of the knowledge that your, your child isn't biologically yours. And I hope you enjoyed. Every single time I record one of these, I can't speak for anything Eugene, but I hope they enjoy it too. It's basically just a conversation, and we have some fun, and we hope that you can derive some fun out of it as well. So, hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you next week. Ta-ta!